And this couldn't be in the house. Well, ain't God good? God gave us a personal message. For Miss Molly, for sure. Because she's graduating from the 12th grade. Now, I did get that right, Molly, right? I, see, I get, it's Molly and Mallory, and I get them mixed up. I call one the other and other the one. And so you forgive me if I do that. I'm sure everybody, I'm sure there ain't nobody else in here ever does that. Amen. Because when, when I do get them mixed up, there ain't nobody ever says anything because you don't know no difference anyway. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. God has spoke, shall Well, if the children want to Amen. <laughs> hey, if you want to hear this message and you don't get to hear it, you can get on YouTube. And uh, every Sunday service is on YouTube. Okay? Right. What, what, what is that, Barry? Do they go to the New Life Ministries? Just under New Life Ministries on YouTube. Okay? And you can hear today's message if you're having to go to the back. Or you can hear every message, every Sunday's message. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 4. I had been praying all week long for God to send the message that not only our graduates need to hear, but that everybody needs to hear. Our mamas and daddies of our graduates and each and every one, I needed, I needed to hear this message myself. Amen. Matthew chapter 4. And I guess if we titled this message, it would be The Right Road. The Right Road. You know, there was a picture painted years ago, and I've seen it uh, a few times in different places, and it showed two roads painted. And on one road, it was the high road, called the high road, you know. And, you know, Mom and Dad used to say, son, you always take a high road. Well, matter of fact, I told my oldest son that this morning, not realizing that this is what I was going to preach on early this morning. I said, son, you've always got to take the high road. And that may be why God led me this way. I don't know. But there was a picture painted, and it showed the high road to where, you know, when you take the high road, you take the way of the Lord. You take the way of right. Amen? Righteousness. When you take the low road, you take the sinful road. Amen? You take the way of the old devil and hell. So uh, we're going to preach about the right road today and following Christ. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17. If you will, let's stand and pay respect to the Word of God. This is the best looking bunch. Hadn't, hadn't service been good thus far? Yeah. Ain't God good? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Test two more. There you go. Amen. Thank you, son. The Word of God says in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17, From that time Jesus begun to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. 
And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. I praise your wonderful name today. Thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost we felt today. Thank you for every testimony that's been rendered, every song saying, God, the Holy Ghost was so good through it all. I pray now as we come to this time of service, anoint, touch every heart and every life here, Lord. Touch our graduates, dear Heavenly Father. Touch Molly, God. And dear Heavenly Father, I pray, dear Heavenly Father, anoint her today in a special way, Lord. Anoint all of our graduates in a special way. I love you. I thank you and I praise you. Take me and use me now for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated. I want you to listen. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me. Follow me. If you want to be what God would have you to be, you must follow him. But to follow him, what's the first thing we must do? We must be saved. As he told Nicodemus in chapter 3, we must what? Be born again. What's it mean to be born again? It means to be washed in the blood of Jesus. Now listen. We had a reunion yesterday, and, and God forgive me, amen, if, if I offend anyone. But we had it in a church to where when you feel like you're saved, you walk up to the front, you shake the preacher's hand, and you go back and you sit down, and they add your name to the row. God help. When I saved, I got saved through a broken heart and a contrite spirit, agonizing with God. Holy Ghost, please save my heart. I'm not saying it takes that to be saved. All it takes is Lord Jesus. Here I all it takes is just letting your will be broken and humbling yourself to him. I've told you so many times I don't remember what was said or what went on. I just know I got saved. Amen. But we must be saved to follow him, okay? He said, "Follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. If we want to be the Christian we ought to be, what should we do? We should be a witness. Amen. I know Molly's going to Auburn. And uh, you know, there's a few of you in here that's not too much far, far behind Molly. Won't be long till you'll be graduate. And I'm going to tell you something. It seems like yesterday I was 50. We had our 60-year-old reunion here. I'm fixed to be 60. Raymond told me, said, yeah, Jeff, you've been 60 the last three years. I believe you're really 64. <laughs> Amen. I said, well, I just ain't really going to tell you the truth because after 60, I heard you didn't tell you birthdays anymore. Amen. But life is a vapor. James said it appears for a season, then it's gone. Amen. It just, I mean, if you ever watch the vapor off of a water sitting on top of a heater, and when it goes up, I don't know if you ever did. I don't know if any of you ever did that. But when, when Brad was a baby, we had the only heat we had was the old wood stove. And we set that water in that pan on top of that wood stove. And, and those vapors would go up. And it wouldn't be, I mean, just that quick. And them vapors was gone. That's what he said in James. Life is a vapor. When the Word of God tells you something, believe it. I wrote the class song for 1977. The class of 1977, I hadn't thought about that song in 20 years. And I was sitting at the table yesterday. They asked me if I'd do the final word, if I'd, if I'd get up and address Christ, tell them about the Lord. 
I said, Lord, yes, I ain't missing an opportunity to witness. But as I sat there at that table, that song started coming back to my mind. I thought, I ain't remembered that in years. But it said time is something that we can't understand. It seems like yesterday we were playing in the sand, building mud pies, amen, and always getting a surprise. But now, my friends, it's time to say our goodbyes. Seemed like yesterday, Cody, I was 17-year-old, and I was throwing my hat up in the air. And yesterday, we had our 60th-year-old reunion, 42 years. It has flown by. Life is a vapor. Molly, make good of it. All of you, make good of it. Amen. Not just Molly, but everybody sitting under the sound of my voice. You're not getting no younger. Amen. Life is a vapor. You remember that. We first got to be saved. Amen. Then we need to be a witness. And now, now, God gave me some scripture I wrote down that I use quite often, that I love to go back to sometime on a daily basis. To take the upper road. Now, listen, folks. All the way down through life, you're going to have opportunities to take the low road or to take the high road. They ain't but two roads. You're, going, you're on your way to heaven. You're on your way to hell. Amen. Or in life, through situations and everything that comes along and the devil throwing things at you, you can either take the high road or you can take the low road. Let's say something don't just go just right for you tomorrow on the job. You can take the high road. You can take the low road. You can make a fool out of yourself. Or you can stand there and be a witness for Jesus. Amen. When you go to college, Molly, I know there's going to be peer pressure. There's going to be times, amen, when your friends just want to go out and do things that you've never done on Sand Mountain. But you've got to say, uh-uh. Mama taught me better than that. My pastor, Jeff, preached to me and told me that ain't right. Amen? Amen. But see, that ain't only Molly and only in Auburn, Alabama. It don't matter where we're at or what we're doing. We've got to live for Jesus and take the high road through it all. No matter what's going on. I told y'all one time about they had mistreated my two boys at school one time. And I was madder than a mice cat. Boy, I mean, I was not going to deal with it. I wasn't going to put up with it. I wasn't going to have it for no reason. I was so mad at that principal. I was going in there and give him a piece of my mind. I was going to absolutely chew him out. And I even told my wife before I went there, I said, listen, don't doubt it if they don't end up arresting me. Now, I didn't tell nobody else that, and I wouldn't have said that to nobody before, but I did tell her. She said, don't you go in there now and do it. She said, but you go in there and let him have it. Because she is, hey, she was mad. To, she, now, listen, she's little, but she's worried, okay? Ryan knows that. She was madder than a mice cat, too. And I went in that office, and I'll tell you, you don't mistreat a, a, a mama bear's cubs. You don't do that. You mamas know that. And them cubs had been mistreated in a bad way. And when mama got a hold of me and told me what was going on, she was fitting to tie, too. So when I got in there, I was fitting the tie. And when they finally got me in his office and I got set down, my blood was boiling. My blood pressure was up here. And I mean, as soon as he said, Mr. Watkins, what can I do for you? Boy, I was ready to lay down. And the Lord, all of a sudden, honey and sugar just started dripping from my lips. I guess that was the Holy Ghost speaking to me or saying, take a higher road. Be a witness. What would I do, Jeff? Amen. 
Well, needless to say, I left there just shaking hands and hugging the principal. Just as good old baby. But listen, I got over to him what I wanted to get over, and things did change. Amen. You can take the high road and be the winner, amen, and the victor after all. Amen. Praise the Lord. We don't have to show ourselves. Amen. There's going to be so many opportunities. But I got some scripture I've written down that I want, I want you to flip to John 10, 10 with me to start with, okay? I'm going to flip about four times here on some scripture that I, I go to in life that I need. I need to read these scriptures sometimes every day, but sometimes every week. Always, just about every week. And if I don't, listen, it's good to know these scriptures. It's good to hide these scriptures in your heart, okay? But John 10, 10 says, the thief, who's the thief? The old devil cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. What's he saying there? Molly, the old devil's going to come at you every day. The old devil's going to attack you in every way he can, amen, to try to destroy you. Not just to destroy, not just to kill, amen, but to steal the life that you're supposed to live for Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. A man, a woman, a boy, a girl can be going down the road, living life every day, amen, and not listening to what Jesus is saying, not listening to the Holy Ghost, and six months down the road you can wake up and you can be so far off in the ditch you never know how you got there. Can I get an amen? I'm talking about before you know it, amen, you backslid so far, amen, and you can't figure out how in the world I let myself get here. Yes, going to church every Sunday, even going every Wednesday, you can backslide on God. Amen? But he said, the thief, the old devil, cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. The old devil is going to buffet you every day in every way. But listen, that's not the end of Scripture. Hallelujah. He said, I am come that they might have life. Hallelujah. And that they might have it more abundantly. There's life through the Word of God, Marcella. There's life through the Scripture. That's why the Lord used a Scripture on Satan every time you come at him. But see, that's why the old devil twisted the Scriptures and used them on you. To try to get you to sin. Amen. To try to get you to go against God. But I'm telling you something. If you'll rebuke Satan daily... If you'll say, get behind me, Satan, amen, God is sitting there waiting, amen, to bless you in abundance. I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. What does abundantly mean? It means, amen, full-blown, amen, anything you can imagine. In your life, God wants it for you. God wants you to have it all. You're his child. How many parents you ever seen that want their kids to be blessed? I want my kids and grandkids to have it all. Amen. Well, you're the child of the king. You're the child of God. He wants you to be blessed, but not only blessed, blessed abundantly. Amen. And it don't matter if you're in Auburn, University of Alabama, amen, or LSU. It don't matter. God's going to bless you. Amen. John 10, 10. Write that down. That is a scripture to look to and to lean on. Amen. 
You're going to have battles with Satan every day. But God will bring you through it. Flip over to Luke 9 and uh, 23. Luke 9. Holy Ghost giving me these scriptures this morning. I just writing them down. Spice is Holy Ghost speaking. And uh, I can't even read my own writing here. I was writing to Spice. Amen. Luke 9, 23. How do we take the high road? And how do we take the right road? We follow Christ, okay? Yeah. Follow him through salvation. We follow him, amen, through baptism, joining the church, amen. We follow him through being a witness. And right here it says in verse 23 of chapter 9, write this scripture down. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Yes, What's that mean? Molly, I'll tell you something. You are going to have to deny, deny yourself quite often. I am so ashamed that in high school I didn't deny myself. I am so ashamed that at 19 and 20 year old I didn't deny myself. I denied God. But at 21, I am so thankful that I quit denying, amen, God and started denying myself and cried out to him and said, Lord, here I am. And when I did, he was standing right there waiting on me, amen. But he said in the scripture, for whosoever will save his life shall what? Lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Why? Because we're not our own. We're bought with a price. When you give your life to Jesus, you become his property. You became his child. You are a child of the king of kings. Amen. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? What is it? Amen. If a man gains this whole world, if he gets rich and has it all, what is he gain? Amen. If he's not been saved. Amen. You write that scripture down. Amen. Also, flip with me. We've also got to follow the Holy Ghost to God, okay? Amen. Molly, you've got to depend on the Holy Ghost every day. Not just We've all got to get up every morning. And listen to what the Scripture Flip with me over to 2 Corinthians. You don't have to flip if you don't do I'll just quote that for you. 2 Corinthians 4.16, write that down. He says, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish... Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Did y'all hear that? 2 Corinthians 4, 16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish. I got to looking at the pictures they took yesterday. They put them on Facebook. I, was, I said, honey, look at me. I look so old. My face looks swell. I look sick. Look at me, honey. Amen. You're just hurt. Rhonda said, well, look at, look at this and look at that. And we're just all sitting there about our woes, you know. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 42 years, Lord, no mercy. And then I looked at her and I said, yeah, but we look better than anybody there, honey. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say. I just had to say that. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we didn't. Thank you. But I'm going to tell you something. I got to look at them pictures and looking at how old we looked. And I thought, man, where's it going to? Amen. But you know what I do? They asked me yesterday, how old do you feel? I said, I feel 18, maybe 19 or 20 in my heart. I said, my body might feel 80, but I feel 18, 19, 20. And then I told them, I said, for this reason, 
for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Day by day. Write that scripture down and never forget 2 Corinthians 4.16. It is Man, you've got to depend on it every day. You young folks don't understand what I'm saying, but you older folks know. If you're getting up around 40-year-old, you're fixing to start knowing it. Hey, man, if you're getting up around 50, you done know big time what I'm saying. Hey, man, I don't hear half of what goes on in this room. I sat there yesterday at that reunion. I never heard a word anybody said hardly. And then I got up to speak, and I thought, well, no wonder. I couldn't hardly hear myself. But that's just what happens, amen. You lose, amen. You just start getting old. But you don't have to get old in your heart. And we must be led of the Holy Ghost of God. Molly, we've got to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. What should we do? I pray a prayer every day. Lord, guide my feet. Lord, lead me the way you'd have me to go. How do you think the Lord speaks to us? Through the Holy Spirit. Amen. When you hear from God, it's through the Holy Spirit of God. Write that scripture down. Amen. Flip with me over to Proverbs chapter 3. We're going we're gonna to bring up about two more scriptures, and then we're going to get them up here to sing and give the invitation. We've got to be renewed by the Spirit, okay? Every day. Got to be led of the Spirit every day. Proverbs chapter 3. Flip with me. I need you to flip over there to that. Proverbs chapter 3. Write this scripture down, please. Proverbs 3, and we're going to start about verse 3 or 4. Verse 3. This is stuff that will get you through your everyday walk of life and will help you take the high road from now on. Amen? He said in Proverbs 3, and verse 3, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Listen to me. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the tables of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. There's nothing I love to hear anymore, Richie, than to hear somebody say, man, you felt favor all your life, hadn't you? Had somebody tell me that yesterday. Said, the Lord's been good to you, hadn't he? I said, yes, he has. And when I got up to speak, that's the first thing I told him. I said, I am so thankful. At 21-year-old, I rededicated my life. Rhonda and I did, and we've had the greatest marriage it could ever be. Amen. Amen. But it's not because of us. It's because of what he can do to your life if you will allow him to. And this scripture says it all. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Listen. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. What's that? Does that mean just, just kind of trust him? He said, trust with all your heart, everything in you. Give it to him today. Amen. Amen. Trust within him with everything and lean not unto thine own understanding. Molly, you're a smart girl. I've seen you got six scholarships. And I know you're very, very, very smart. But I'm going to tell you something. The devil's going to tell you that over and over. And he's going to say, Molly, you don't need to trust Jesus. You don't have to trust the Lord. 
But see, that's going to be his lie because you are intelligent and you're smart. And you can lean to your own self. But when you do lean to your own self, you lean to what mama's taught you and daddy's taught you and what you've learned in the church and what you've learned from the word of God. Amen. He said, lean not to thine own understanding. Amen. He said, but listen, let me quote it so I won't, or let me read it so I won't mess it up. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. What's that mean? That means when you don't know which way to go or where to go, when you get up in the morning and pray, Holy Spirit, lead me, and you still don't know, if in all your ways you acknowledge him, what will he do? He will direct your path. Amen. When all those peer pressures coming at you and they want to go drink, they want to go party, they want to go smoke, they want to go do this, they want to go do that. Oh, we're having a party over so-and-so. It's an innocent party when you get there. It's not. Amen. That goes on a lot. The old devil will trick you. Amen. Genesis 3 says he's more subtile than any beast of the field. What's that mean? He's tricky. Amen. One more scripture. Amen. You write that down. Proverbs chapter 3. And read that. Whole, don't just read those few verses. Read that whole chapter. That whole chapter is full of gold nuggets. Flip with me over to Proverbs 29. In verse 18, we've got to be saved, okay? We've got to be a witness. I, and listen, all in between there, I've preached before, now that I'm saved, what's next? You find you a good church and you join it. Amen? This is for all you other folks. You find you a good church, which is New Life Ministries. Amen? Where the preacher will preach you the truth and where people knows what the truth is and you join it. You get baptized like Jesus, amen, said we need to be because he was. Amen? You join it and then you become dedicated. Amen? And you go and you be a part of those folks that love Jesus just like you do. I'm telling you, I feed off of you folks loving Jesus. I feed off, amen, of other people standing up and me filling the Holy Ghost of God, flowing from breast to breast to breast. Hallelujah. And just going from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. There's nothing like it. Nothing. Nothing. Like getting in the presence of Jesus. And the more people there is, the more I believe his presence can be here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Proverbs. Write this down. I hope you write. If you don't, go to YouTube and write these scriptures down. I live from these scriptures. I live from the whole word of God. But these scriptures bless my heart daily. This right here, Molly, says it all. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. I'm glad at 21 year old, God started speaking a vision to my heart. I got to stand and tell my whole class to save me seven the vision God gave me for the first time yesterday. 21 year old, God started giving me a vision of seeing the greatest revival this mountain's ever seen. And then I thought, well, that's awesome. But God said, no, not the greatest that the mountain's seen, but the greatest that's ever been seen. I said, huh? God got to speak in my heart and said, you need to get a vision, not just for Sand Mountain, not just for the state of Alabama, but for the United States of America and then the whole world. We need to see revival one day. So since I was 21 years old, I've pastored six churches, and I've preached that there's going to be a great revival one day at every church. And I believe God's let me be at this last church that's going to get to see that revival. 
God gave me a vision that day. I've kept that vision ever since. There was one time I let it go down in the late 90s. I let it get down and, and I kind of put it behind me, put it off into the corner of my heart. Amen. And God got a hold of me and shook me like that. Said, what are you doing? He got his belt out and wore me out and said, you better wake up. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You remember that vision. Then he went to tell me about New Life Ministries. New Life Ministries. Not New Life Baptist that we pioneered at Shiloh, but New Life Ministries. See, I thought God had sent me to the last church at New Life Baptist. But that wasn't it. I thought that was where the vision was going to be. I preached it there. But then God said, it's time to leave. Broke my heart in two. That's when I kind of reneged on God a little bit. Didn't I, I, it wasn't what I was doing. It's what I wasn't doing. But then when God shook me and got a hold of me and said, it's time, I'm giving you one more chance. He said, you remember the vision? I said, yes, God, I do. And see, you see all these folks in here, you see this building, because not only Jeff had a vision, but folks from New Life Ministries has had a vision. You've got a vision of seeing a great revival one day. I'm going to tell you something. When these little billions get up, I'm going to tell you something. God's going to use them like he's never used nobody before. I believe we're going to see healings like we've never seen. I believe we're going to see soul after soul after soul. I believe somebody's going to have to stay here 24 hours a day just because people's going to come knocking on the church door saying, is that the church where all them miracles is happening? Is that the church where folks is being healed? Is that the church where everybody's getting saved? I believe it. I believe I have to be days. I'll have to go in and take off because I'm so tired. I'll have to say, Ryan, son, you're going to have to go. Amen. I believe that, church. I'm still holding on. I've had that vision since I was 21, and I still believe it. Molly, get a vision. Get a vision for your life. I know you probably done got one. Amen. I don't know that. But everybody, not just Molly. But everybody sitting in here is saved and a child of God. You need a vision. What did he say in his word right here? What did he say? Where there's no vision, what? The people perish. What's that mean? That means you're going to perish if you don't have a vision. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. I preached the message one time, wake up America. It's time for us to wake up, church. Because it can start right here. There's about 100, 120 of us. Amen. We can start revival right here. What? Oh, praise God. 120 in the upper room, wasn't it? Well, glory to God. There's 120 here today. It's time to get started. It's time to get started. Amen. God knows every heart and every life that's here. God knows everything about us. We've got to follow Christ and take the upper road. Amen. And start living for him. Let's all stand. Ryan, y'all come on, son. Amen. Flipping back over to my regular scripture. Over in Matthew chapter 4. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Maybe you're here and you've never truly been saved. Maybe you're here and you're one of them that went up one time and shook a preacher's hand. Maybe you're here and you don't know for sure if you're saved or not. It's time to know. It's time. To, you know, when I announced my calling to preach, I went down to church for four hours, Spring Hill Baptist. And I begged God. I said, God, you've made a mistake. 
There's no way you've called me to preach. I know I stood up today and I announced it and told everybody, but I know you've messed up. I messed up. I wasn't supposed to do that, Lord. I did for four hours. For four hours. My wife wanted what in the world. She didn't know what I'd done. But I stayed in that altar and I said, God, I walked back to the back of the church and I walked back up to the front. And my Bible was sitting there open. I don't know how long it had been open to this scripture. But the only thing I seen on the whole Bible was ye are chosen. Ye are chosen. It was was a square around it, underlined twice. Ye are chosen. I sat down on the said, okay, God. I'll never doubt it again. If you're here and you're lost, you don't have to be lost you don't have to wonder if you've been saved or not God's saying you can come and know you can know God knows everything about you amen as they sing won't you come won't you come amen won't you come are you following Christ amen you know what it said immediately immediately it goes on down this scripture amen and it went on down and two more immediately they were professional fishermen. That's how they made a living. And what they do? Immediately. They threw down their nets and said, okay. See, that's what happens when Jesus starts stirring hearts. That's what happens, amen. I can look in here. I can go down the road naming people that come here a first or second time. And son, you threw your nets down and you come straight to this altar. Soon as the Holy Ghost said, yeah, I see you, amen, and you need to get right with me. Start dealing with the heart. Run to this altar, and you've never been the same since. God knows. Come on. As they sing, you come on. Come on. Amen. You come on. Don't wait. Just come on. Come on talk to him today. Maybe you just need to tell him you love him. Come on.